Going once, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod, an accessible and easy way to get into or help understand the goings-on of the property market. Join Aaron, John and Pat as they discuss all things real estate, most likely get sidetracked and then try and rein it all back in as they present The Property Pod. Welcome back to the Property Pod. I'm here with the boys today. I've got J-Mac and Pat. J-Mac's being a bit unprofessional because his phone's not on silent. And I'm Ping turning in my, phone, <laughs> my computer to silent right now. Come on, boys. I thought we were pros now. We've made it to the big leagues. We're past 10 episodes. We're, we're pros. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just so important. So that's Well, John 2.0, he seems to, be, <laughs> seems to be kicking along. You've got a sharper suit on than – like it's not a tweed jacket. Say, this, is, this looks like a wedding suit almost. Uh, it was, actually. So <laughs> – Mind you, this is a shout out to my mate Brad. He's one of the most practical thinking blokes I've ever met. We did all agree that, look, if we're going to lash out and get a nice suit, I want a suit that I can wear again. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, same. So all of us in the groom's party, we all had these really nice suits done up. Oh, yeah, but, you didn't want to get a one and done. Yeah, one and done, but we can use it again. And, well, yeah, and two years later, still still rocking the suit. You kind of got a bit of a Johnny Cash man in black kind of look about it. I was thinking Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Down, down, down in a burning ring on fire. And J-Mac, Jim, how's it going? Still cracking along? Yesterday. Yesterday we thrashed it out, did a 5.30 session. Boom. It's still still going. Still you inspired going. me, John. Last night I did my first spin cycle. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, my legs are a little sore today, <laughs> oh, but yeah. it was good fun. Did you do, have you got a bike at home or have you just got... Uh, I've actually just got a bike at home that we are loaning just to give it a try. Yeah. Um, yeah, so put on a spin cycle iPad app thing and whoo, feel the burn. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> when I do fun. a spin cycle at home, I normally just chuck it in the machine, oh, press the button <laughs> and it starts. Boom, boom. <laughs> 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 so I'm a competitive guy. I don't like John beating me on a list. <laughs> I don't like him beating me. Well, this is good. Gym. You just you just. Yeah. I don't think one up and chips a bad thing because you you hang out with people that you know inspire you to become more. And sometimes that's just through a competitive edge, you know. So nothing uh, wrong with that. I reckon Pat watched the um, Arnie video in the show notes yeah. last week, and he was just like, "I will stay at the top." <laughs> I will be John. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the video. If you, oh, it is. If good you don't know watch. what we're talking about, last yeah. week we um, somehow brought up Arnie, and John mentioned one of his favourite Arnie movies. And in the show notes, I was like, "Oh, I've got to go find this bit of footage," yeah. and it's just hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, here with that film too, it was sort of part mockumentary in that he specifically created different scenes and characters in order to create promotion. Yeah. So Arnie, Arnie was had such a smart head on his shoulders when it comes to promotion and marketing, and and this is just a sideline. And I didn't realise he made his first million not in acting or bodybuilding, but in real estate. Really? He, he yeah, he made it in real estate. Massive advocate of investing in real estate. Some company brought him out to Australia, didn't they, to be their spokesperson or something? Wasn't? I remember driving into Melbourne and there was a billboard with Arnie selling houses or something. Really? Yeah. Oh no, realestate.com, I think had him as a. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> but, All right, moving on. <laughs> well, I think of the quote though. Well, um, was um, this is just suppose you know hanging with good people. Another reason why you set goals is that you set goals in order to entice you to become the person it takes to achieve them. Where do you get all this stuff? <laughs> and how does it stay up there? <laughs> I've no idea. Because <laughs> I can't remember most useful things. <laughs> yeah, like what time his appointment yeah, yeah, is. I'm, I'm, I'm the 32nd inspirator. Oh, no, was it? No, that was inspirator? What the hell is that? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> all right, Aaron's boys. Busily writing down these quotes for the yeah, coffee yeah. table book. <laughs> 
No, we're look, we're a bit fast and loose this morning, but look, last week was really, really good when we had Simon Presley from Propiology on. Yeah. That was um, a really, really good list, and we had some really good feedback, and the numbers were really, really high on that episode. So, really, that's great. Yeah, no, it's mm. been been cracking. So, look, let's just have a bit of fun this week, or let's just go fast and loose and yeah. See so, where I mean, it goes. shout out to Simon again. Now, he he was really good guest to have on. He was really yeah. smart dude, absolute yeah. cracker. Obviously, last week with Simon, he once again was talking about how to buy a house and property markets and stuff. But this week, I thought it might be a good opportunity to flip the coin, I guess, and look more mm. from a vendor and what do I need to do to sell my house how do i get the best possible price for my house yeah yeah so i thought this week we might look at what i've called the cost of advertising so yeah yeah that's a big one why don't Mm. we jump to an ad and then get into it as let's do it cool as a family-run business first national real estate mcgregor understands that the property market can be stressful however with a strong team in both sales and rentals we are here to guide you through the property maze find out more today at mcgregorfm.com I reckon this is going to be – actually, this would be an interesting conversation to thrash out. If you think about a marketing budget for advertising any product, and, you know, in some respects housing is no different, is that, you know, it can range from a dollar to tens of thousand dollars even in our industry. But And one of the things, though, that's changed – uh, and this was in speaking one of the principals locally who's been in the industry for 30 plus years like a few of the guys had one of the things that surprised him the most is he said the the amount it costs to advertise these days is hugely different because you know 30 years ago you didn't have all the resources that we do that we have now yeah and so all they really had was word of mouth in the newspaper outside of that there was there was nothing else that they could reference yeah i guess so with that time that you're describing as well there probably wasn't as much advertising or noise out there in the marketplace as there is today like there mm. wasn't Instagram and Instagram bloody influencers trying to pitch products to you. Like nearly everything you look at online is an ad in some format. So ad in an ad and then there's ads on the side of the ads and yeah. oh, it's brutal. Yeah. I, I guess as the outsider guy, like you guys are a part of this all the time. Like obviously when you're going to appraise houses and try and get a listing, you'll mm. be talking about this kind of stuff. But I don't really know other than being the guy that helps make some of the marketing materials, I don't really know what goes into selling the marketing or letting people know what it takes. So basically ground level, what was it in the past? What is it now? What you were just discussing is kind of what it used to be. Yeah, so these days now advertising, I guess in our northern suburbs sort of Hobart area could range anywhere from sort of $1,000 through to probably five to $6,000 would be an average Yeah, that would be about fair. I think a lot of the time the big numbers come on how big you take up a space in the real estate guide. A <laughs> lot of spend is going to that print media aspect of yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, there is cost involved in marketing but for me, I'm not trying, I guess, to say that you need to spend marketing money. We know what we're asking is a lot of cash yeah. mm. but it's more looking at it as an investment not as an expense is yeah. probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, and look, the other thing too is that, I mean, we'll just build it from the ground up. The role of a real estate agent hasn't changed in some respects where two parties are helping us find each other really, which is, you know, I've got a, I've got a move, I've got a property, can you help me find a buyer? Like yep. that's our principle. Yeah, for sure, that's it. Like yep. ground level, that's... Ground level, that's what we're asked to do. Sure. However, then, depending upon the, the client's situation, you know, it could be, well, how do we maximise my sale price? So that's when the, you know, the motion of marketing comes in because it's then, well, how do we attract as many people as we possibly can to find this property in order to have a chance to purchase it. And, that and I like how you just described that. At the end of the day, we've all got pretty large databases of buyers and sure, we can sell a property from a database. Um, yep. It happens and we can get a really good result from it. But by using marketing, hopefully the goal is to you know get that extra 5 or 10% more through competition to be able to get that premium price for a potential will owner. You th- will you think about too, even where they'll say, oh look, the, the property sold for 
$171,000 above reserve at the auction. Now, there's no way that they could have done that if they didn't tell anyone that their house was for sale. Yeah, well, yeah. you've got to know about it. I guess that's the one mm. thing I always think from the outside of the game is you'll drive down a street and you'll see a sign and you'll be like, oh, that's places for sale. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, that's a form of marketing that I guess is pretty old school. Yeah. Like it's one of the old ways of doing it. Absolutely. Put a sign Signboard. out, I'm sure. You've probably got some anecdote of the town crier who oh, came down like the street, put up the, the signs like the auctioneer. Well, well, I'll often say to clients, look, if you if you want to sell your house, there's nothing wrong with you grabbing a piece of cardboard, scribbling on with permanent marker that says, for sale 50 grand. And I promise you, people will be jumping over that fence to buy it. But if you're attempting to get the premium dollar in that market, you have to position your property very differently so that people see it as a premium product that's yep. going to uh, you know, have them be encouraged to be happily purchase at a higher price. A cardboard piece of paper with a for sale written on it is probably not the most appropriate way to showcase your property in that instance. It kind and of sounds like the, um, I think it's the JB Hi-Fi method of marketing. They try and make their stores look like a warehouse or have it not as fancy and schmick oh, really? so that when you're looking at the prices, you think that I probably should research this, but rather than your Harvey Normans, when you go, because they sell high-end products in your JB Hi-Fi's, but yep. if you go in and it feels like a warehouse and it feels like you're getting a bargain you're more inclined to you're more inclined purchase to purchase it whereas yeah. if you're going into a harvey norman or another store of that type it's a strategy well the same with clothing brands isn't it or apple position themselves you know like there is no negotiation on apple prices you pay that mm -hmm. but you go to one of their stores and there's like very few products on display same with high-end clothing brands the the presentation of it is amazing so that when you pick up that item you're like hell yeah I'm much like much like that suit you've got on today john exactly that's the, <laughs> you're, you're welcome to touch me if you want lads <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> so that's what you're basically saying john is you can be the jb hi-fi of selling a product or you can be the burberry or uh, you know well, Tark Hoyer. Or yeah, and, and it really comes down to you got to relate to the person's situation, the yep. property and its location, property itself. Is, I mean, there's different price brackets from, you know, 200 mm. to millions. Then you have to really consider then what market are you positioning this property within and you've got to invest accordingly. Yeah. At least that's why I see. When we come out to pitch marketing to a vendor about a property, we have different ideas and it depends on the demographic, the location, price that the property is going to be at. We don't have a one-size-fits-all type arrangement. A lot of agencies will build packages like an A, B and a C package, but they're not set in stone. They can be customized and tweaked. They're more starting points, I guess. Starting points from price perspective, starting points from features, and then we can add or subtract or change up to be able to suit someone's budget and someone's need. Yep. But I think like John said, you can't sell a secret and you need to be able to get the property out there to the marketplace and to get people to know it exists. Yeah, exactly. And I'm always conscious that, you know, I hate when you're educating this stuff, it feels sometimes like you're trying to push an agenda. But ultimately, this advice is based on experience. We show what works and you don't have to choose it if you don't want to. Mm. But I mean, one example, and I'm sure you've got it. I know you've got heaps of them. You've told me before, Patty, but I mean, we had one in Hobart in Warwick Street where, and this is only recently, where the owner approached us in order to sell the property and we're like, yep, no trouble. So we, you know, helped set everything up for them. And then they said, oh, look, someone's walked down the street while I was cleaning and has offered me 400 grand cash and I've decided to take it. And I was like, that's fine. Good luck, you know, no trouble at all. If you need any help, let us know. Yep. Then, unfortunately, as happens a lot, that purchaser didn't fulfill on their promises. So the vendor came back to us again, said, hey, we need your help. So we went to market and then we finished at 478000 Oh, wow. So, the, so there's that element that, you know... 
so rather you, than getting a quick buck to all the hard work and you actually end up with top dollar. Exactly right. And yeah. I mean, that's not that we could sit there and make myself look like a superstar for ages, but I mean, that's not always true. However, in that he instance, does have his chest puffed out at the moment. He's looking pretty happy while he <laughs> hey, tells the story. It's because I can feel the burn. <laughs> <laughs> but the lesson is that is it? It's because she was prepared to invest in a whole range of stuff, you know, and, and they didn't hold back. That it's meant an, the difference of you know seventy five grand. It's an interesting case study though that you've just described because you've gone from one person that basically didn't want to spend any marketing yep. and was thanks for your advice, but I've found somebody just off the street. Yep. To the complete polar opposite in a very short space of time, and they've resulted in an amazing outcome. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and I think that result was produced within the fortnight. I yeah. guess yeah. when you said that, I was trying to do the quick math in my head and quick math, quick math. <laughs> um, so essentially, when I asked before, Pat, I think you said it could cost about a grand mm. to do a marketing package. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there was 478 versus 400,000. So paying that grand, they've ended up $77,000. Well, I think in that instance, they would have invested about 1% of the sale price. So because they had property so styling and so and about and four, four and a half, five in that campaign. Yeah. But it has still netted them basically a $72,000 profit. But yeah. I say that's massive. Yeah, yeah. Like I, There's th- like 20, how much is that? Oh, what's 80? So it'd be 20% premium, basically, mm. by investing in that marketing. And obviously, we, you know, we've got to consider our commission in that as well. However, I think the owner would have been much happier with, you know, we'll often talk about your net result. There might be 1% in marketing and, well, let's just say she invested 4 or 5% including everything, right? However, she netted 20%, so she was actually $60,000 roughly better off than just going by yeah. seeing that person on the street. So uh, I guess it's kind of being open-minded to the idea that I might have to outlay some money now or, or do you guys do it? Sorry, this is a branch off. Is it just Do, do you pay up front? Do you pay up front or do you pay at the end? Well, then that just becomes a negotiation with the client. Some people are in a position to want and want to invest in that up front. Yep. Other people would you know, need to, the, the assistance of the agency to help carry that through. But that just becomes a, a negotiation. You know, there's no hard and fast in, rule. In my mind, ultimately, could seem overwhelming. You guys mm. will come to my house. I'm like, oh, I want to sell it. And they're like, oh, it's going to cost you this much to do it. I'm like, oh, it's harsh. What the bloody hell am I paying yeah, for? Can be but intense. then right at the end of it, if someone said to me, you've got a $1,000 bill, $2,000 bill, off your $470,000 sale. sale. Yeah. Yep. Like you said 1%. I'm like, what? oh, yeah, hold on a sec. That's a completely different mm. ball game. So you've mm. kind of – I've got to commit to selling. Yep. And then when I sell, I ended up – I think um, in a what, better position. Yeah, I think what people stress the most about is what if my house doesn't sell? Yeah, that's that. okay. Yeah, yep. so, so that's, that's the scary. And that's bit. where yep. people get worried about investing in marketing. Mm. But the way I look at it is that if you don't invest in marketing, your house then you is have less a, likely to sell. Exactly, you've got mm. a bigger chance of it not selling. So the question you really have to ask is not about what are you going to spend on it, but do you really want to sell or not? Yeah, that yep. is the real decision you've got to make. Mm. And if you do. You've come to us for advice. We're suggesting the best course of action to move forward. You need to sort of take on board what we're saying and sort of look at bigger picture. I guess the other way I look at it and when I talk to some of my vendors that are a bit hesitant, John had a fantastic story. Obviously, sometimes they don't always work out that way. Mm-hmm. However, the way I say to my vendors, look, you invest $1,000 in marketing and you sell the property, but it doesn't work out the good news story that I've just described like John did. Yep. At least you wouldn't 100% know that there is not another buyer hiding out there somewhere that wasn't prepared to pay that extra bit of cash for the property. Yeah, it's not like the grass is greener on the other side kind of scenario yeah. so where it's like, mm, mm, there yeah, might be someone else out there. You'll know when I bring you the offer that that is the best physical offer in the marketplace because we've used every avenue of marketing to find that particular buyer. Yeah. 
Well, a couple of ways you can think about it. Why do I go to the gym? Why are we eating healthy? It's because we're trying to prevent a diagnosis of whatever illness, right? Yep. But there are some activities that I can do that's going to maximise my chances of maintaining as healthy lifestyle and preventing that as we can. Look at this guy. He's been yeah. in the gym for a week and yeah. now he's yeah. just doling out the well, We need this button yeah. that says, like, <laughs> pre-recorded. What is worth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron can hit it every time John comes up with like a Mac attack. Mac bar. <laughs> you know, so but the thing is, there are no guarantees either, you know. So I've heard it said is that there's a time, there's a price, there's a price, there's a time. So um, Mac attack. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's good. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. So well, I gave you a great example of a good news story. You but did. I'll, I'll give I'll give one that happened. You know, it was shocking. So there was one property we had in Old Beach, and the purchaser had bought it around about two thousand eight, two thousand nine. He paid above market at above everywhere else, and I think he paid about four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. He had to sell that property in twenty thirteen, and there was nothing moving. We were excited at that time. If I had four people at an open home, it's like, oh my god, what do I do with all these people? Yeah. What happened was we we went all out, paper advertising, internet advertising, video marketing, everything was done because it's like, right, whatever you can do, it has to go. And it was about 65 days. We'd shown as many people as we physically could and we still only were able to produce one offer. And he ended up just, the best we could negotiate at that time was 340000 He's like, well, that's it. You know, so he's like, you know, what do I do? Look, if, if you want to move it, it's 65 days of the market at this point. What do you want to do? Yep. You know, in that instance, you know, we've done, we've, we've done everything we could, provide the reports, gave him all the feedback and ultimately he chose to accept it. At like, what's that, $60,000 and what he paid for it. Now, the thing is, though, is that unfortunately at that time in the market, even with all that investment, that's… Yeah, you're not you know, always guaranteed yeah. a good and result and you can only do what you can do. You, you yeah. can't force the market to be different than what it is. Exactly. However, then, what could have that result have been like had he just shoved a cardboard box out the front with for sale on it? Like it could have been, you know, even worse still. Ah, oh, so yeah. your reverse story here is that by spending the marketing, he minimised the loss on exactly. the property. Exactly right. So he yep. still made a loss on the property, but not as much as it could have been because you pushed every avenue. Well, exactly. And, and I remember like profile of that purchaser ended up being a grandfather who was purchasing it for his family. Okay. So he had the biggest investment for that house at the time based on those reasons and anyone else. God, three Hundred and forty grand for a place like a brand new home in Old Beaches, you couldn't even purchase it now. But no one was prepared to buy it. That mm. was the, that was the timing of the market. I've heard it before too. Marketing can be a sense of insurance. Again, there's no guarantee, but you're ensuring that creating the best possible situation to maximise your outcome. Yeah, it sounds like that's what Pat was describing before. Yeah. There's no what ifs about it. It's mm. more this is what price we can get in this current market because yeah. we've extensively ex- sent it out to the people. Exactly what I was trying to say, but I just didn't have Mac wisdom. <laughs> Mac attack. <laughs> I'm making the button, guys. Yeah, cool. I'm making it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the end, though, is that if we're approached by a client and they look, what do we do? It's not exactly we think that, oh, it's not a small ask. It's not like, oh, I can't believe you you wouldn't think to invest in this. That's not the case at all. Like, we know you're asking a lot. But you're trying to deliver a lot. But we're trying to deliver a lot at What the same you're time. trying to do is, I think before we started, you guys were discussing how it used to be 40 bucks or something to put it in the newspaper. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably the next, but we'll actually talk some real numbers on what these costs are. But um, 30 years ago, in that example, there used to be the only real costs of listing your property was a potential classified ad in the Mercury. And then if you didn't sell it within the first 30 days, the old listing authorities meant there was only exclusive authorities for 30 days. Yep. And then it had to go to a multi-list situation with the REIT, which was like 49 bucks. 
So the most the client was going to spend probably was $150. But I guess $150 30 years ago is very different to $150 today. Yeah, to a degree. I think it still comes down to the percentages of the sale price. Yep. However, at the time, though, there was much more common to do a no sale, no charge, for example, with the commission rates at sort of 4.5%. Yes, um, so this is – I was eavesdropping on this before when you guys were prepping. Mm. So it used to be that commissions were higher. The percent, Yeah, it's it's important to talk percentages. I have yeah. horrible with the percentages. Yeah, yeah. well, it's just that yeah, but the percentages were much higher. Okay. Um, on, on the sale of the property. But in that instance, though, here the point, no sale, no charge, the agency was absorbing all risk. So you could list your property and then remove it at zero cost to the client. Oh, okay. So I could say, like, I'm going to sell. You guys could do all the work, get the contract, zero and then it'd be like, Meh. Yeah, change my mind. Which still is true in the sense that, you know, a commission I look at as a service fee that the owner's in control of because we could produce a result that's way over above what they want, but then their circumstances change and that's perfectly fine. We, you know, we get paid upon result. Yeah. So it's like, unless the owner gets paid, we don't get paid in some respects, you know. 414 Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006. With their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property, they have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. But I think um, it might be worth us, Pat, to actually probably shedding some light on how much it actually does cost, you know, because it's not... To do advertising. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so we'll probably work through what's what's changed. Even since you and I have been in the industry, the, the costs of it have gone yeah, up. Yeah, well, well, maybe not even just costs alone, but... What is marketing? What What is marketing, Well, yeah. what, what everything is. Pat mentioned Instagram and Instagram oh, something before. And he didn't even, yeah, yeah. He didn't even know what he was talking about, but he does know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit tongue-tied. <laughs> I know, you guys are saying, Pat, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, well, just, mate, just, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, obviously, people just think that real estate com or those major real estate portals is all you need to sell a house but mm. it's not just that it's probably more about knowing what your target market is yep. and what the best avenue to sell that property is so the example i use if i'm selling a two-bedroom house or two-bedroom unit flat block of land walking distance to northgate shopping center like literally a street away mm. can i um, guess go like a granny or a downsizing someone Boom. Yes. <laughs> I'm probably Deep. push. I'm going to use the internet, but probably not as much as what I might with a different property. Mm-hmm. I'm probably taking out a full page ad in the, the real estate guide or a half page ad in the real estate guide. Yep. Because the demographic that I'm trying to pitch to that I think is going to buy the property are more prone to using that marketing method. Absolutely. If I'm pitching a brand new house that's out at Brighton that qualifies for a first time owner's grant and it's clear that a millennial is probably going to be the one and only buyer for it, then I might use target marketing, which is you've, you've ever uh, looked at a pair of shoes John online or that suit that you're wearing mm-hmm. when you were trying to shop around and find it cheaper online before you bought it in the shop <laughs> <laughs> you're on Burberry site and then all of a sudden you're on a T- different uh, website <clears throat> yeah Ted Baker <laughs> Sorry. Got up, got up a wanker. <laughs> I thought you were taking the wanker out of real estate. No, putting it back in for today. <laughs> well, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do look it. good. I saved for it. <laughs> what I'm getting at is that you might then later be on Facebook or on news.com and all of a sudden that suit is following you around the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This um, happened to me the other day when you said you're making your home gym yep. to compete with John. Yep. And you said, oh, look at these rubber mat things. They're so heavy. And I was like, oh, rubber mats for Jimmy. <laughs> and then for the last four days, I've been, rubber mats. I've been getting rubber mats all through my Everywhere. targeted ads. So yeah. we can now do that with property, which is really exciting. So mm. if you are and uh, have looked at a property in the Brighton area or in a property in the similar price range, our property can now be pushed out directly to yep. you. So we can now actually target the type of buyers we think that are 
going to be best suited to the property. And this is real. I guess it's a game changer because there is so much noise and advertising out there. We need to get people to not so much go looking for our properties, but we need to push the properties to the people we think are going to suit it. I guess it's like the old adage of we used to sit in front of the TV as a family and the only ads you got were, hey, hey, it's Saturday's on. And then next thing you know, it's you're watching the ads and you're, you're thinking like, um, <laughs> you know what I'm really thinking of? <laughs> The that, castle. No, I was thinking that carpet cleaning. Tasmanian <laughs> carpet cleaning. <laughs> so well, again, another way of looking at a day, depending upon the medium that you choose, is um, also active and passive buyer. So an active buyer will, you know, we would classify as someone who is on the, you know, realestate.com and, and searches like every single day of the week, probably multiple times a day, hoping that a new listing is coming on. So they're going to be using vastly different mediums than someone who we might classify as passive, whereby, you know, let's just say they're flipping through the real estate guide or they just happen to be on another website looking for shoes and then a property that they that sort of pops up you know several days later after not visiting the website for a week they're like oh that's that's quite good value then they click on it oh well that i know my auntie was looking for a house like this oh, i should go tell my auntie about this property yeah so then you know the different users of your, your marketing depending upon your client is going to change the way in which you focus that targeting as well and i think that hyper focus that you're talking about is really a really interesting new dynamic mm. uh, yeah, I, I guess what we're trying to get across to the listeners out there is that there's not a mould that fits every property. Yeah. yeah. And when we come to you and say you should invest X amount of dollars, we're not doing that just by saying you need to give us X amount of dollars or we can't sell your house. Exactly, yeah. We're actually building a campaign or building what we think is the best course of action or the best step forward to put you in the, a strong position to sell for the best possible price. Well, because ultimately you guys want to move the property. Well, that's you exactly right. You don't want it right. to sit on your books. If we don't sell it, we don't get paid. So. So <laughs> it's like, pretty it's simple as simple as that. So, yeah, so we, we will sit down and we will work out the best plan of strategy, attack, the best strategy. Mm. And that's what you're getting us in to do. Like John said, you can put a cardboard sign out the front and sell it yourself. And by all means, go for it if you mm. think that's the best method for you. Yep. But if you're engaging an agent to come out and have a chat to you about it and suggest the best course of action, we're not doing it just by walking in and saying, this is what you should do. Mm. We're sitting down and we're putting real thought into it and we're thinking like, how is this property best suited for the market? Who's going to buy this property? And we're using years of experience as to the best methods and we're using what's working now in real time to pitch to you the best course of action. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, another thing... Most of the time with an agency, if they're preparing a marketing, you know, marketing strategy, most of the stuff that's uh, shown to the client is at cost. You know, let's just say the photos and marketing, I mean, for photos and floor plans, 260. That's just what the photographers charge. And I think a lot of people think we make a profit out of marketing that we sell. We don't. The only money we make is when we actually sell the property. Well, well I mean, so well, in, that's so me in, and John. I yeah, assume exactly. that's yeah, most yeah. agencies. Well, I mean, the thing is, that, I mean, there, there is uh, there are agencies that charge a loading on that. I mean, you know, you and I don't. Yep. It's just effectively passed on, and they can pay the you know the um, the contractors directly. Um, but even I mean, we just we, we all of a sudden um, we just got to bump up from the major portals of another twenty percent for no reason. It's just like oh, time to up the prices. Done. Oh, like you know? so, the your real estate.coms or domains and stuff have said you need to pay us twenty percent more. And that's it. Than what you were paying. And just like a new financial year thing or well, something? Don't know. It's just like that's what you do. So that unfortunately, um, <laughs> they have shareholders they have to answer. Yeah, to, ex- so. ex- exactly. And what, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. Uh, the thing sounds is, sounds like you are, John. Well, fuck, look, we're all com- <laughs> Who wants to pay more for things? Okay, <laughs> who wants to pay more for things? The whole point of this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, though, is it? But yeah, so it also means, unfortunately, that that um, those 
you know, what used to be for to get on the those websites might have been two hundred bucks is now close to a thousand dollars, and that's just to get them on them. You know, and so just as one website most of the time. Ex- exactly, exactly. So there is a real difference in cost to how a property works these days. And mm. I, some of the problems that I have is that I've got repeat clients that sold with me four or five years ago. Yeah, and I go in and say, right, yeah, we need to spend you know eighteen hundred dollars and. I got to pick their jaw up off the ground because mm. last time it was four hundred dollars, and they're like, "What's changed?" And that what John just described it's is pretty much what it is. one of the major things that's changed. We mm. still utilize a lot of the same features. It's just that the cost per item has gone up dramatically, and yeah. that's something that's beyond our control. In, yeah. in in every in every segment, there's nothing is pulled back, and and unfortunately, see one of the, if if a person was to list their their property privately, those same costs are still going to apply. You know, so oh, if they were to take their photos and put them on realestate.com, it would cost the same. Yeah, because there's there's all there's all the avenues of privateseller.com, which will give you access to all the different websites. The same costs apply. Yeah, you know, so that's I suppose for us, you know, we know we're we know we're always asking a lot, but unfortunately, it's that's what the cost is you know it's not palming out a whole bunch of referrals and getting kickbacks just look mm. we want to build this strategy for you this is the investment we need to look at and this is a real cost and i i guess mm. um that's why now especially for me and i'm probably assuming you're the same john is mm. we don't go in with a one-size-fits-all anymore we build to mm. the property mm. because we do have so many things being pitched to us that we should be spending money on yep. and we're trying to keep that cost down for our clients so we need to figure out what is best suited to each particular client yeah absolutely and build off that God, so. well i even got a letter from another real estate portal uh, about a week ago. I'm thinking, my God, there must be what, 400,000 at this point. Not really. Maybe. <laughs> but it was just that, but again, yes, you're exactly right in that we could spend the money endlessly, but about finding that strategy and choosing the websites, choosing the where it needs to be in order to maximize that targeted audience. Yeah. And mm. we do that because we've been able to measure the different marketing methods over time. We know what works, what doesn't work, mm. and we know where to invest your money to maximize your results. Mm. Well, boys, look, it's getting close to the kind of allocated time that we put aside for this, maybe. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't want to get out there and sell property, yeah. I'm happy to sit and talk. <laughs> However, I was just going to propose, look, we've got some show notes for a few that are coming up in the future, but what if we were to do another episode on something like this? So maybe in the next episode we could look at all the different types of marketing. Yeah, we could. I just think that you could expand on this. Like this yeah. has been kind of fast and loose, but interesting to listen to. So maybe there's more that we could like. Mm. Oh, yeah, flesh out specific. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I'd be really. I mean, now we've been getting some feedback from our different listeners. If there's something in there that's worth us wanting us to focus on, just, I'd be really interested to know. Just say it as you wanted us to prepare more before the show. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it sounds All right, like. boys. It was pretty good there, but you know. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. I want you to prepare better before the show. John didn't have as many stats this week. He didn't have a secret show notes. No, I didn't. No. Uh, he did have some interesting Mac attacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's always my fallback position. <laughs> yeah, and look, I'm happy to wrap up now because I'm pretty keen to go with John and sort out a new suit for myself. He's obviously got the taste, <laughs> so get him to show me where to shop. Let's All do right. it. All right, well, look, let's put a pin in that. And right. we'll be back. How's that sound? All right, gang. Pin Sounds it up. Good. Pin it up. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Cool. Two you. And now for a legal disclaimer. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.